The Beers and Ears podcast is brought to you by Magical Memories by Casey. That's right, your favorite podcast host is now an authorized vacation planner. Are you looking to plan your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Universal Orlando, or Hollywood, or really anything Disney? Then look no further. Planning with an authorized vacation planner through an earmarked agency like mine, Main Street and More Travel, costs you nothing extra, but <clears throat> you gain ears, that's funny, I think, of experience from someone who has helped you with other, helped others with other magical trips. You know, Matt, we've talked about this several times, but people often ask, when is the right time to plan their Walt Disney World vacation? And what do you always tell them? right now do it now just eat just start planning just absolutely I, I have a running disney plan just all the time well yeah i got asked the other day by someone whether or not disney does like a layaway program or something they don't do layaway but what they do do is um uh you can you can start planning all you have to do is put 200 dollars down if you're outside that 30-day window and it's you can then pay all you owe at the 30 day window at that point. So like a lot of people don't realize it's only $200 down and you can actually start planning and pay towards it over that time period. Um, it's, it's, I think it's brilliant. So like if you're trying to budget or whatever, and you just want to make monthly payments, you can do that. Yeah. Um, so if you're interested, reach out to me, Casey Woolley at main street and more travel.com uh, or find me on facebook.com slash magical Casey. Uh, or just go to sorcerernetwork.com and fill out the initial interest form and we can start planning today. Uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting. <laughs> uh, let's, let's go ahead and start the show, Matt. All right, welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast, everyone. Or as the witches, the witches, the witches are back. We are talking Hocus Pocus 2 on the Beers and Ears podcast today. Uh, Matt, it wasn't too long ago. I don't know if it was last year. I think it was last year or the year before that I got you to watch Hocus Pocus for the first time. Yes, yeah, I, I was not on the Hocus Pocus train. Nope. Uh, uh, until last year. I think it was last year that I watched it. I think we... it was, too. And we recorded it. So, um, I, 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 I had to watch Hocus Pocus too. <laughs> you're at a, you're at a loss for words. Okay. So, okay. Let's set this up because oh, yeah. this has been something that is 29 years in the making. It's something the fans have wanted for years. It's something the main cast said they were willing to do for years. So in case you haven't figured it out, we're talking Hocus Pocus 2 on, on this week's episode. Um, it's the sequel, the much anticipated sequel to the original Hocus Pocus, which debuted in 1993, starring Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, who really wasn't well known at the time, not to mention the entire cast of the kids. Uh, and then of course there was, um, um, a cameo appearance by um, uh, Satan and his wife, whose name is escaping me at the moment. <laughs> I can't remember who it is. Uh, it'll come to me though. There was a cameo appearance there, but it, it was it was one of those things where this is a movie that came out in 1983. It wasn't all that popular, but because of the repeated airings over the years on like Disney Family and ABC Family, and it's kind of become this cult classic that that the millennial generation grew up with and. 
um, has fallen in love with, right? Well, I'm seeing hocus pocus things everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, like people are really leaning into it this year, and and I will say, you know, a sequel was in the works long before this this came out. But I remember they announced a sequel, but it was like it doesn't star any of the original cast. It's a whole new story, and I remember the internet going absolutely nuts. Well, okay. So what's interesting is like the movie comes out 1993. It's done all these things. And I want to say it was probably 2015, 2016, that Disney kind of leaned back into it. Because there wasn't a lot of Hocus Pocus stuff at the time. You couldn't find it. It was kind of this this movie that was kind of relegated to the dustbin of history. Then to your well, point... You, you found it during Halloween. That's when you found well, it. And then, no, you and then didn't, that was though. it. But no, you didn't, though. Like, there wasn't anything like I think our minds are clouded like like oh hocus pocus stuff has always been around not during the Halloween season but like I, just take the Disney store I was there in 2014 and 2015 and 2016 we didn't bring hocus pocus stuff in until 2017 well, I guess not so much merch but like the movie itself yeah the it movie was, yeah, yeah 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 it was like you, you but, saw it around Halloween time and you saw it was ABC family or Freeform yes, or whatever yes. it was. And they played it a bunch and then it was done. It was part of the 31 days of Halloween, right? Yeah. So then Disney started leaning into it. And I, I distinctly remember when Disney decided to replace the Oogie Boogie Bash, uh, I believe is what it was called, uh, which was the, the, the stage, stage spectacular at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party in Walt Disney World at Magic Kingdom. With the Sanderson sisters, um, Hocus Pocus villain spectacular, and I remember distinctly, um, I was listening to one of our, our our podcast partners. I think this was Mouse and More, or it could remain, yeah, Mouse and More. It might even been um, Mouse Mouse Chat. I can't remember, but one of the, one of them said like, "Why are they leaning into this like twenty year old movie that like didn't do all that well in the '90s?" And I remember thinking, "Oh, that's so cool." But Disney was on to something. I think they kind of figured, hmm, there's this property over here. If we did something with this, we might be able to rejuvenate Drum up it interest. Bit, right? <laughs> now, again, I don't remember seeing this other announcement about a Hocus Pocus 2 with other characters. I remember there was a fake movie poster going around about five years ago or six years ago that was fake. That and had... And this, is, on it. and this is one of those like, you know, I don't who knows with the Internet how much this is true. But, yeah, I mean, Dis, I think I believe it was actually like Disney outlets announcing like, hey, we've got this sequel in the works. Hey, Hocus Pocus fans, we've mm. got the sequel in the works and it doesn't star Bette Midler or Kathy DeJimmy or Sarah Jessica Parker. It's a whole new story. And fans went, interesting. No. And I think it was one of those situations like the ugly Sonic where the response on the internet was so strong that Disney went, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, we, we got to pause this. I, 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 I read when I was reading and preparing for this, there was a note here in July 2014. It was announced that the Walt Disney Company was developing a supernatural themed film about witches and that Tina Fey was on board as producer and star. However, Deadline Hollywood debunked rumors that the film was a sequel to Hocus Pocus. And then kind of from there, I think what started to drive this a little bit was that the, the three witches, Bette Midler, Kevin yeah. and Jimmy, and Sarah Jessica Parker, they were consistently getting asked, would you be on board 
for a sequel. And, and, and here, I mean, as early as 2014, Bette Midler was saying, yes, I'm on board. Absolutely. Let's do this. Well, I mean, and- Bette Midler is on the record saying this is one of her, this is her all time favorite character playing. Yeah. And, and that's the key here. It wasn't like they were being asked me like, yeah, I mean, I guess like they were, they were saying, yes, yeah. I want to do this again. Like emphatically, not just like, a, oh yeah, whatever. You know, it, it, it was an emphatic yes from the cast. So that, that's what, what really was funny to me is that it's not like you had to pull the arms of the cast to, you know, and, no. and really all you needed was the original three witches and then anyone else was interchangeable. I don't agree with that, but we'll get into that here in a minute. <laughs> um, so I think I, I think that maybe one of the reasons why Disney maybe dragged their legs a little bit or dragged their feet a little bit is, I mean, it, it was not a financial success when they originally rolled it out in 93. And so I think by being able to get Disney Plus as a platform to be able to maybe consider this, and we've talked about this with other Uh, shows and movies before um suddenly it opened up the ability to kind of give to to kind of and this is going to be part of my criticism of the of the movie but to moderate what they gave and be able to do in my opinion what is the bare minimum for what fans wanted I, i think they could have done a lot more but disney plus was the right medium for that yeah i mean disney plus has really opened the floodgates of content because you know, having a theatrical release is a big commitment because yes. you are committing to marketing. You're committing to competing against other things in the box office because it's not about just getting people to see your movie. Correct. It's also getting people to not see other movies. Well, to that point, what's really funny. So this debuted, um, obviously, uh, last weekend. So we're, we're recording this on Saturday the 8th. This record on the or, or debuted on the 1st. So there were a lot of like movies that came out in the box office last week and one of which was bros it's um uh, uh, uh billy eichner and yeah um, eichner, uh, basically eichner. it's billy eichner's like movie about about a relationship and it didn't do very well last weekend and one of the reasons they are actually citing is that people stayed home to do these watch parties uh for for um for hocus pocus too I, I was one of them i went to a watch party with the old disney store 887 cast which was a lot of yeah. fun well, I, I do think that, I mean, this is, I, I don't want to enter in this discussion too much, but this year, th- there really hasn't been, outside of like your big Marvel movies, I can't say there's been really a movie that I've been like, oh my gosh, I have to go see that right now in theaters. Well, streaming has really has really shaken up how people get their entertainment. And and I think, and we've, I think we talked about this even last year that, that it will continue to be a, a major player on how studios determine how they release entertainment moving forward. I, I think the paradigm of how people watch movies and or miniseries and or TV has changed forever. And we won't go back. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, it, it will. And, and especially when these TV shows like Andor. It's it's a movie. It's a yes. movie. I'm watching a movie that is that is on Disney Plus. Yep. Um, well, I so- was wa- I, I was just watching earlier today. There's an old movie from 1995 called The American President. It's got Michael Douglas and Martin Sheen and Michael J. Fox and a whole bunch of other characters. It's mm-hmm. it's written by Aaron Sorkin. It is the precursor 
to the West Wing series. Yeah. It was Aaron Sorkin's first attempt at kind of writing a political drama. What I was joking about, though, is this movie is about an hour and a half long, which is eh, about two West Wing episodes. Like, like that's how I viewed it, because <laughs> the West Wing was on air for seven years. And you had 24 episodes a season or whatever. This was like two 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 episodes of the West Wing, which I can, I can binge watch four or five on a Saturday. That's how, you know, it's, it definitely has changed the way that we view entertainment. So, okay. So let's get into the meat of, of Hocus Pocus too, because I know you were not as high on the original as I was. And, and honestly, I think for me, the original, there's just a lot of nostalgia there, just like there is for a lot of millennials. We've talked Um, about this and usually it's the other way around for us is that I grew up with the movie and tell you, Oh my gosh, Casey, this is so good. And you're like, eh, it was fine. I'm like, what? And it's because I have all this history with it. And, and the roles are flopped here. So it's going to be interesting because I think you're going to be able to come at number two with a little bit more objectivity than, than a lot of people have. I put a review up. Um, I'll start with just kind of, cause we usually go like general feelings. I yeah. put kind of my review up, my non-spoiler review last week on Facebook. And, and I gave this a five out of 10. I, I, it was not a great movie. It was not a bad movie. I feel like I said, um, the director and Disney did the, bare minimum they could do with this movie to the the comment that you made earlier you could just bring back the three the three actresses who played the sanderson sisters and everyone else was interchangeable i feel what this movie truly lacked to make it a great movie because there were some really fun parts there were some slow parts but there was absolutely no reference other than the flashback scene where there were stand-ins there was no reference none at all to the original actors and actresses who played Max, who played Danny, who played Allison, Binks even. Like, it it, it felt like there was this gaping hole missing from this plot. And because of that, it felt like I was, I walked away missing something. That was my, my, my first impressions as I got up and walked away going, it was okay. But that's kind of where I was at. Well, and, and we've gotten so used to anytime these sequels do come out, because this is not the first sequel to come out 20 to 30 years later. Um, I mean, it, 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 we're all we want the nods to the original, even if it's very subtle or just a background character or a, just somebody that comes up. We want those subtle nods to like recognize that, yes, this is in the universe, because I noticed that as well, that really. There was not a whole lot of like calling no. back to the first one. It was like, okay, you remember these three characters. Now we're they're in here now. That's it. Like just yeah. just just they're here now. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, they're here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had you had the plot device of um, the gentleman who owned the shop, whose name is escaping me real quick. His name was Gilbert. You had you had Gilbert who kind of was telling the story of how he saw this back in 1993. I thought that was kind of a cool plot point. I actually did. I liked how they got them back because that was that was going to be like my very first question is how do we get them back? The black candle spent. Okay, he created a new black candle because the book told him that was kind of cool, right? And yeah, I yeah, yeah. and yeah. I wasn't expecting Danny and Max and Allison to show up and save the show and you know do all this stuff. But you know maybe Max and Allison's kid was in high school with these kids. Maybe max and allison's kid was one of these 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 three like maybe you didn't even have to have the main that 
those actors back, but a nod to them could have been powerful. But instead, they went with this whole other direction, this whole other cast. And I like it, it's like they turned in the first one. The focus was on Max, Danny and Allison. And they even though the sisters were there, but they were the villains in this one. It's like the focus was you really didn't even care what was happening with the other three girls. Like it was you were focused on the witches the yeah, whole time. Casey, I, I, I could I don't remember the names of those. Girls. I don't either. I don't care about the names of those girls. I, I was so uninterested in their arc. I, I, I cannot Becca, tell you how, Becca, how uninterested Izzy, I was. Yeah, Becca, Izzy, and Cassie. Okay, just case. You could have told me any three names and I would have agreed with you. You okay. could have said Beth, Katie, and Sarah, and I would have been like, oh, yeah, those, those guys. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, it, it, it just felt... I don't know why the writer chose not to somehow do any kind of a throwback whatsoever. It, it just, well, I, mean, I, I almost feel like they thought that like by bringing, cause I think it was pretty well protected that Billy Butcherson, like that surprised me that Doug Jones was coming back to play Billy again. It was like, Oh, Billy's back. That's awesome. Um, I almost feel like they thought that was enough. Yeah. Or having, or having the, the black cat um, uh, in, 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 that was, that looked like Binks, but really wasn't Binks. Like that was enough. Like to me, like just some kind of a reference to the original three that, that had not just the story that Gilbert was telling, but that actually had some type of a meaningful point in the plot. I I think could have filled in the gaps here. Yeah. I think to this whole plot device, it kind of made you feel for the witches a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest. I don't want to do that. No. What did I no. like about the first one? That that Bette Midler is playing the most villainous person out there. Yes. Like not, and that's not to say that she doesn't do villainous things in, in this movie, but this the whole arc at the end is this like, oh, and now they can all go rest together in the afterlife. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I want them to see their doom. Like, th mm -hmm. that's what we want from these great villains. This like Disney villains. It is so satisfying to see Scar get get attacked by yes. the hyenas at the yes. end. Yes. It, it, that, that may seem a little bit morbid, but I don't want the story where Scar is redeemed in that case. Agreed. I, this is what we've had with modern Disney villains. Our complaint has been they try to do these redemptive stories, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But we, we, we don't want to see these villains do these horrible things and and then, you know... Oh, never mind. Now feel for them. We we kind of want them to get their just desserts. <laughs> a hundred, a hundred percent. I did not want to see a redemption arc. I, I wanted to be, you know, I read an article about one of the ways that the movie could have been better from a plot perspective. You know, we, we already knew like from the first movie, this whole idea is you got to have this all done by sunrise, right? That kind of was played out the, the way they could have made this movie better. Maybe that wasn't the case. Maybe the whole, like it, it, a simple thing they could have done. <laughs> they got to sunrise and they didn't die. And now suddenly they're past sunrise and the entire audience is going, Oh, we're in whole new territory now. What's yeah. going on? Like something like that could have kept us on our toes. Right. I do. I, I do want to say it wasn't all bad. I know we're kind of going to the bad parts. There were some good parts. I did enjoy 
the part at the beginning where we got to meet young Winifred, young Sarah, young Mary, got a little bit of their backstory that, you know, Winifred, they were always different, right? They weren't always witches either. They, they, they started off as just kind of rebellious preteens and teenagers, right? And that, um, you know, the, the reverend, you know, as what happened in Puritan Salem, Massachusetts in that time kind of drove them out because they were different in the Salem witch trials and stuff. I did like that. I also liked, I felt like the plot of, you know, Reverend Trask and then eventually becoming Mayor Trask, um, you know, in modern day, I felt that was pretty well done. Like, I felt like it didn't, I, I wondered how they were going to be able to, like, have a plot that didn't necessarily connect to the 1993 situation. And I feel like this added information without making it feel like it was too, um, uh, what's the word when you know when they go back and and um retconned yeah i don't feel like it was retconned at all i don't feel like there okay. was a whole lot of retconning in this the the one exception was the magical maxima spell like in my mind like if that existed in 1993 why weren't they going for it back then kind of thing yeah. like why wasn't it reference <laughs> that did feel a little shoehorned in but the plot with the reverend and with the mayor i don't feel like that was too far off at least from my perspective well and, and it did give a little bit of a different plot than just oh so it's the same movie 30 years later like because yes. that was i think my big thing it was like is this just going to be the same movie with different kids and it wasn't like it, it had some differences to it yeah and, and let's say this again i will say this again i said this in the first hocus pocus and i will say this again it is clear that this is bet midler's favorite character to play yeah, because absolutely. she acts the living daylights out of it yes, like she does. You, you can you can hate hocus pocus and hocus pocus too but you cannot say that Bette Midler does a bad job acting. As no, Winifred. not at all. You can, you can tell that this movie, the cast got on set and it was like a reunion of, Oh my God, this is amazing. We're having so much fun. We're so glad to be back. Right. Um, okay. I got to ask you, obviously one of the most remembered parts of the first movie is I put a spell on you. Oh yeah. 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 Right? yeah. Now, there were two songs in this one. Um, the first one is when they first appear about 20 minutes in. They're like, the witch, witch, the witches are back, right? Which, I'm going to get your take on that in a second. And then there's the second one, which is the one way or another, I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So, when they first appeared in the forest, and they're singing, the witches are back. What was running through your head at that point? I just, I want to get your first reaction because I'll give you mine in a minute. What was yours? My first reaction was, oh, Lord. <laughs> okay. Mine was close. Mine was good, Lord. It was, <laughs> it was, it was like, it was like, is this what this, don't tell me this is their musical number. Like, that's where my head went. I'm like, this is not holding a candle, or in this case, a black flame candle to the original. And I was like, oh, my God. But then I did find it was really interesting when they go kind of that meta moment and they go, who are they singing for? And then Sarah pops up and goes, you, I thought that was kind of clever a little bit, but I felt yeah. like it was a little over the top. Well, and, and here's the thing about, I put a spell on you is again, that is weaved into the storyline so well that yeah. they're at this party where there is a band and they're brought on stage. And then, so it makes sense that they're yes. doing a musical yes. number. Yes. It doesn't make sense that you pop up in the woods and do a musical number. 
I and, completely agree. And, I completely so, agree. So if, if you haven't guessed, I really did not like the movie. <laughs> okay. Well, no, that's okay. Well, well uh, okay. Did you see the part in that musical number though, where where um uh, uh Winifred slaps Mary? Yes. Do you know why she does that? I do not know. If you pay attention, Mary, you know how she's got the crooked mouth. Yeah. Her crooked mouth is on the opposite side now versus the 1993 movie. Okay. And they, they, the, the slap is meant to kind of move it to the other side of her mouth. Well, when Kathy and Jimmy was asked, why is her, her mouth crooked on the other side? Kathy's like, oh, it's no specific reason other than I'm old and I can't hold it for very long like it did 29 years ago. And so I held it the other way, which was more comfortable. And so they explained it away with 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 her getting slapped in that song. But I agree with you that 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 song felt so out of place and I was so worried. So then there was one way or another. I'm going to get you right. One way or another, I'm going to find you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you. One way or another, I'm going to win you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you. One way or another, I'm going to see you. I'm going to meet you, meet you, meet you, meet you. One day, maybe real soon, I'm going to meet you. I'm going to meet you. I'll meet you. And when the sun has gone down. How did you feel about that one? Fine. Like, okay. It, it, it's it's not it, that one's not a new song. Yep. So like okay cool it was a you know a song that I know, um, but had I closed my eyes I could have been watching Mean Girls I don't know okay. like okay. It, 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 well I put a spell on you on a new song either I mean that's good for yeah but I but I don't think that anyone would go I put a spell on you oh. That's not from like I don't know that outside of. Oh, that's Hocus been Pocus. around since the seventies, man. I, I don't know that song outside of Hocus Pocus. Oh, I, 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 one I, way or another. Yeah, Fray Bla- 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 like, Blondie. From I, a thousand other things. I gotta say, I liked it in that. I thought the choreography was pretty cool with the with the villagers and like how they were like dancing in the streets and kind of going to find the mayor and stuff. Um, it definitely lacked the pizzazz that I put a spell on you had, I think in the original, um, I, I have listened, I have downloaded it and listened to it a couple of times since it's, it's interesting. And, and I, I've gotten into it a little bit. I love that they worked in the original spell, the original incantation compared to the original as well. Um, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm with you. So, so you obviously are not a huge fan. Where if I'm a five out of 10, where are you at? I'm like at a two or three. Like, oh, I, really? I, so you're really like, that low. I just, I, I will watch Hocus Pocus again. Yeah. Like you can convince me to watch that movie again. It's a good time. I, I, I really don't ever want to watch Hocus Pocus two ever again. See, I think I'm at a point now where I'll probably watch the two of them in tandem. I mean, and, and again, I think that makes sense of like uh, putting in the backgrounds, but just, I, I was just, again, did not care about the three girls at all. And those were the people that I should have cared about. Then like there were also some things that, okay, Bette Midler and the, and the other ladies are acting really, really great, but just the plot device is old and worn. Like the, Oh, we're in modern times, but we're not used to modern times. Isn't this funny? It's like, ha ha ha. I did like the scene where the, um, 
the teenagers take the picture with them and they have the filters on and they think they're beautiful. I thought that was a clever use of modern like, technology. I, that was cool. Like, I, I'm not saying that it, it, and the it Roombas, was... The Roombas were cute too. I'm not saying that it was like in poor, like not in poor taste or not done well. Just It, it just is a such overused plot device yeah, of... Yeah. Oh yeah, this person comes from the past, and now they're confused by our fancy technology. Let, let me ask you this: Do you think? Okay, this is going to come across, and I hope it does not come across like horrible, but I, I, I think it needs <laughs> to be asked. That's fine. Do you think the audience of 2022, I guess, is just more intellectual? And they don't appreciate that slapstick humor the way that they would have in 1993. Okay. This is a, oh my gosh. You just, we did not plan this. You served me up on a platter okay. here. Okay. <laughs> go, go Matt, go. It's not that we are more intellectual per se. Yeah. I, you know, optimism in me says, yeah, absolutely. Casey, we as a world are way smarter than we were 30 years ago. <laughs> I know that's not the case. But Pessimistic okay. Matthew is not on that. But we have become much more critical in movies. Okay. If you watch like an original 1930s movie like Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, you can absolutely eviscerate the plot. Like, oh, this is horrible. This isn't here. This is a loose end. Blah, 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 blah. But for 1930s, that's a, a mind-blowing movie, and people don't care as much about all these, you know, little yeah. loose ends that have to come together. And yep. I think it's the same thing with the original Hocus Pocus, and even in movies in the 90s. We didn't have this, like, nitpicky thing. I guess I have a perfect example. It is Beauty and the Beast. When Beauty and the Beast comes out, it is... Like one met with met with so much praise. This is one of the best movies ever created, nominated for best picture, first animated film to ever do that, all that stuff. And then it gets to modern internet times, and people are like, "Uh, well, you know, if it was before his twenty first birthday, she would be cursing an eleven year old, and so we're cursing an eleven year old for being rude." Um, excuse me, how does everyone in town not remember that this castle was here? Um, excuse. Me, how and, and that we start pointing out all these holes, yeah. When we yep. can't just be like, listen, uh, uh, yeah, the people just forget, just accept that and move on. It's and, almost like the suspension of disbelief of the modern day audience has, has disappeared, exactly. And, and so, yeah, in a case like this, now all these modern movies have to like try to weave all of this in, and so for for in this example. Yeah, am I being the thing that I'm ranting about and saying this is such an uh, excuse me, Casey? This is an overused plot I, point. I don't think you're being that. I don't. I think I think that you are just you're caught up and and I, I don't even think it's a matter of people are being overly cynical. I think that, and again, this goes back to my intellectual argument, which is I think we have become much more aware of how we use our time and how we devote our focus and where we devote our focus. And, um, like the internet is, is throwing so much stuff at us because we can get it at the, at our fingertips. I, I heard a, a song the other day, um, uh, by is it Bo Berman, I think it is. Bo, 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 Bo oh Berman. yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. called the internet is something or whatever. I don't, 
don't listen to it with your kids, folks. Don't don't let your kids <laughs> listen to the song. It's a very nasty song or dirty song. There's some fun parts, and maybe I'll put some at the editing at the end of this. But my <laughs> point is this. The, it talks about how the internet has basically ruined us. <laughs> the internet has basically ruined us because it has told us where to put our attention or how to focus our attention. So when we get across, when we get something that's just meant for pure entertainment factor um, that's produced it's in that you can poke holes in, suddenly it becomes a less than desirable product. Because again, I don't think this movie was ill-produced. I don't think this movie was ill-directed. By far, it was not ill-acted. Were there corny parts? Yeah, there were absolutely corny parts. And I also think that for people who grew up with the original, you cannot try to compare something that is literally 29 years in the making to something that you've had 29 years to live with. Sequels Sequels are hard enough sequels are hard enough to 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 produce and to get people to enjoy but when they're that far removed from the original content it's almost impossible right well because you're talking i mean you're talking different technologies you're talking actors are older i mean again the the whole mouth thing where jimmy's like i just can't i'm older i can't do do this anymore (laughs) this is one of the things that concerns me about the new avatar way of the way of water that that scares me i mean we are uh, 14 years removed from the original Avatar. Like, I couldn't even tell you the... I mean, I could give you the main plot points of Avatar, but I couldn't give you the character's name. I couldn't give you what happens throughout other than there's this corporation trying to destroy this planet because they're mining this thing and this character comes up and falls in love with one of these characters. Like, that's the basic gist of the original and, and, and you know... I wrote about this on Sorcerer Network. This is one of my articles where I said, all right, I remember Jake Sully. Yes. And yes. then I remember tough army guy, uh, Zoe's, Zoe De Zaldana's character, and Sigourney Weaver. Yes. <laughs> and I, I remember that other people. I, I know they're called the Navi because I've ridden yes, yes. the ride oh. at Animal Kingdom. And I thing. know the Animal Kingdom ride is like set hundreds of years after the movie. Yeah, here's the thing. I know a lot of very weird facts about uh about the the like lore of all this. Like like that the banshees are called the mighty Enkron. Yes. Uh, yes. Have yes, you ridden yes. an Enkron yet? I have ridden an Enkron. Okay, you have uh, ridden an Enkron. Ridden okay. on the back of the mighty Enkron. Yes. Um but uh uh I I yeah, character-wise, I could not tell you names of any of those characters. And and you're right. It it it's hard to know, is this still relevant? Because I remember, you know, in terms of Avatar, part of the reason why it caught on is because it was visually amazing, yeah, unlike was. anything we've ever yep. seen. 3D was, it kind of brought the 3D genre back yeah. at the time. So, but Whereas, I think, yeah, you know, it, it, it's, it's so difficult to do. You know, I, I remember chal- when, 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 when Hocus Pocus 2 was announced that it was going to be coming to Disney+. Plus. I remember even on this pod, I think I probably challenged it. Why are they not giving it a theatrical release? And after seeing it, it is clear that Disney knew this was going to appease the fans, but it wasn't going to wow the fans. And I think that we also have to understand that this movie, while being made for 
the fans of the original. There's also a younger set of fans who may watch the original and then watch this and they'll know, they'll know, know no different. Like to them, it's just two, two hocus pocuses and they'll enjoy it. It'll become a Halloween tradition. It'll definitely air on, <laughs> on ABC family. You know, they're going to put this out there on ABC oh, family yeah. starting next year. It's on Disney plus. Right. So it just becomes another, another Halloween tradition. And, um, I think for what it was, it was good. I was not overly wowed. Um, there was one scene that I was very confused about, and it's the scene where where Winifred looks in the window at the couple watching the original movie. I, I where they were where Penny Marshall and Gary Marshall who plays Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're watching the original movie. Like I I didn't understand that if, unless they were just trying to get penny and gary in there as a cameo again i didn't I understand probably, it was it was probably supposed to be like a haha look at this um it was just I, weird I, yeah. it was just it was it uh, there were a lot of parts of this movie that were just like that's just kind of weird i just mm-hmm. I, and it's a weird movie in general like hocus pocus is a strange movie it is um, absolutely. which is what it should be um but you know i think this is this is my one of the things that I hope that the content that goes to Disney Plus does not keep doing because they have announced a lot of sequels. You know, Disenchanted is coming out here very, very soon. And uh, these sequels that people have been begging for, it seems like kind of their MO right now is, all right, guys, we got to do this to appease the fans. We got Disney Plus. So we're going to do the bare minimum to say we did it. And yep. throw it on Disney Plus, and then we're all look. We did it. We gave it to you. And where I'd like to see them go, okay, no, the fans want this. We're gonna put our the best effort we can into this to make sure that this really is a sequel or a movie or whatever it is that people really, really, you know, want. I mean, I think this is the same thing with like the live action remakes of Lady and the Tramp and Pinocchio. Like, are these being made because they really think they have something or is it just like a, well, we need to like put some content on there. So, you know what, we're not going to release Pinocchio well, to this, theaters. But so no, this goes up. back to, this goes back to something I was saying uh, back in 2019, you know, or, or 2020, when we first launched the podcast, I think we talked about this back then, which was, if you're going to launch a streaming platform and you're going to want to be able to keep and hold people's attention, you need content. Like you need content and Disney only features Disney content. And you now they've got Fox now, which is great. So they've got all that content, but they, they reserve a lot of that for Hulu. Right. So, yeah. so like, they're really managing two different streaming platforms. And I think they're trying to figure out what do those identities look like? What kind of content do we put out there? What kind of content can we make? Because again, there it's not like there's a return on box office numbers when they make one of these movies. I mean, I don't think this has got a budget listed next to it, but I, I would imagine the budget for this movie had to have been 40 or $50 million. Probably. Right. You know, to bring the ring, the three characters back, you know, the three actresses back. Right. Okay. So how does that translate to what they're making on Disney plus subscribers? Right. Because again, Disney plus is pretty cheap. I mean, for, for what you get on Disney Plus, I mean, you're making maybe a hundred to one hundred and twenty five dollars a year off of off of a, of, a, of a household. So you know, how do you how do you ultimately like what is their ROI and is it is it a profit? Is it um, loyalty to a brand? Right? 
I don't know how much more loyal someone can get to Disney. Disney's about as about as close to a brand that most people are loyal to, for the most part, as you can get, right? So I don't know. There are just, to your point, I, I don't know what they're, they've got to have some kind of a business strategy on how and why they choose to make this content and, and how they're going to make it profitable. And there's got to be some numbers on it. Because again, like the, the thing with, if I go see a movie at the box office, I pay for it once, then I'm done. Whereas this, I pay for it and then... Essentially, I'm I'm just continually yeah. paying for movies to be able to have access to watch them. Yes, they don't have um, they don't have the residuals on DVD or Blu-ray sales anymore. I mean, my God, who's buying Blu-rays anymore? Like I, I like I, I just don't I, get I, it. I remember I went to Best Buy to buy a new. I had to buy a new Chromebook, and because my ten-year-old computer finally died, I have been using it since senior year in college, and it wow. finally went. Um, I'm actually very proud of it. Uh, but, uh, I remember like walking past the DVDs going like, who, who's, who's buying this? Yeah. Like, I don't who's know. like, Oh man, I go get my copy of, of, of Lightyear on DVD. I'm like, well, eh. they're advertising that on Facebook. I'm like, who really wants to buy Lightyear on Blu-ray right now? And I know there's an, there's an argument to be made. Well, you know, if they ever yank it off of, you know, Disney plus, you don't have access to it. I'm like, and <laughs> like, and, like, and then I will go and well, for, for movies like Lightyear. Yes. Um, though I actually enjoyed Lightyear, to be honest with you. Um, that's a conversation for another pod. Um, but in, in, we are in a market where I can just go and get anything at any point, like whether it's yeah. eBay or Facebook yep. marketplace, like exactly. it's, it's not like I'm, I'm not like, Oh, Oh no. Disney yanked the emperor's new groove. Now I'll never get to watch it ever again. Yep. Like, come yep. on. <laughs> yeah. Well, so as we kind of round the corner here on Hocus Pocus two, our, our second of our Halloween episodes, you know, again, I think it's it's worth a watch if you haven't watched it. If if you haven't watched it already, we've probably spoiled it for you at this point, but probably not. There's some really good elements in that, and and I think well, and and you got you and got a We genuinely want to hear what you thought. Like, if you yeah. thought it was great, let us know. Yeah, are we wrong? I mean, or do you agree with us? You know, or or what do you think it was horrible? I mean, both Matt. Obviously, this is a case where Matt and I disagree. I didn't think it was horrible. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was right down the middle. Matt's a little bit less, a little bit less positive, a little bit more sour. On a it, right? two is probably a little harsh, and maybe three or four is probably where I should yeah, but be. Yeah, you're, you're you're still lower than I am. Yeah, I'm still now, lower you know? than you, but two two yeah. is harsh. I'm gonna. And, I'm gonna and, go and back. I will say, as as I've kind of had a, a week to marinate on it, I think maybe I've even gone up a little bit, maybe to a six. So like okay. I'm right. In okay. that five to six territory, I mean, it wasn't spectacular, and and that says something because y'all know I'm a sequel junkie. So yeah, you know, that yeah, says that, that's what was shocking me. to me. Yeah. So before we go, one thing I have to I have to mention, uh, completely off topic. So y'all remember that wonderful um, VIP tour I was supposed to take a couple of weeks ago? Uh, so guess what? I get to go on another one i actually got invited to go on another one first week of uh, november so nice november, i'm so happy i'm pumped so i'll be able to bring some some information back from that but november 8th and uh i'll be going down november 7th the tour is on the 8th and i'll be coming back on the 9th um staying at, at pop century for a couple of days um it's gonna be a whirlwind trip uh, obviously i'm going down in a couple of weeks with my brother so it's gonna yeah, be a nice yeah, couple yeah. of weeks here coming up um sorry matt i don't mean to make you jealous i apologize or any listener I mean, out it, there this so. is one of those like uh it, it, i can live my life in one of two ways i can live my life in sorrow being jealous 
jealous of you, or I can be very excited that you get to experience these things, and I'm going to yeah. choose the latter. I'm hoping one of these days you and I get to take a, take a beers and ears trip down there. Maybe oh, a we're, we're going to have to make it happen. We're going to have to do yeah. a podcast live. Down I know there. Like, a great I, I, travel agent who can make it happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, What's so the what best are we... resort for podcasting, Casey? <laughs> oh, you know what? There, you know what? There are plenty of them out there. So, um, what are we doing next week, Matt? I don't even. I'm going to look I, at I our schedule no here. Uh, let's see this here. Is, this is true. Oh, our it's fashion. The, it's the food and wine festival. Oh, yeah. So we can talk about food and wine. We have not done a food and wine festival episode yet. Wow, really? Uh, we did a flower and garden one. That's true. We did. But we've not done food and wine. So that'll be our, our episode for next week, which will be exciting. So. All right. Well, if you would like to get a hold of us, oh my goodness, lots of ways to do that. You can find us on sorcerernetwork.com. That's our website. You can get um, all of our episodes, all of Discontinued on Display's episodes. You can get Matt's blogs. You can also get um, a link to Matt's Twitch channel as well. You can find information for the uh, travel agency if you want to book through me. You can also find us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at BeersEars1928. Find us on Facebook uh, at the Beers and Ears Podcast. Feel free to email us, beersandears1928 at gmail.com. You can find me on facebook.com slash magicalcasey if you want to find the travel agent stuff there as well. Um, Let's go ahead and uh, raise our glasses today, Matt. Yes, this episode has been on us. We will see you all next week. Have a great weekend. Have a great week, everybody. Welcome to the internet. Have a look around. Anything that brain of yours can think of can be found. We've got mountains of content, some better, some worse. If none of it's of interest to you, you'd be the first. Welcome to the internet. Come and take a seat. Would you like to see the news or any famous women's feet? There's no need to panic. This isn't a test. (laughs) Just nod or shake your head and we'll do the rest. Could I interest you in everything, all of the time? A little bit of everything, all of the time. Apathy's a tragedy and boredom is a crime. Anything and everything, all of the time. Could I interest you in everything, all of the time? A little bit of everything, all of the time. Apathy's a tragedy and boredom is a crime. Anything and everything, all of the time. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.